Vegetarian Zen, episode number 53. To soy or not to soy? That is the question. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in this episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be sharing some concerns about and benefits of including soy products in your diet. Now, this is another great example of an issue with a lot of contradictory information out there. Some people say it's really good for you. Some people say it's really bad for you. This is why it's really important that you need to try to educate yourself. But Hopefully, we will have given you kind of both sides of the pros and cons of including soy to help you make a more educated decision for yourself. But you should definitely be checking with your doctor, and you should also be reviewing some of the information that's out there in addition to the podcast to see what makes sense for you. Exactly. All right. But first, we have a few shout outs to our supporters. You want to give the first one, Larissa? I want to give the first one. This is a Facebook shout out. And the reason I wanted to do this one myself is because this person is a very good friend of mine. We were actually sweet mates in college way back in the late 80s, early 90s, long time ago. Um, Her name is Karen Davis. And she lives in California now. And uh, she's like us. She's a she's actually vegan. And she's a huge animal lover. She does a lot of, of things with the animal community. And her dogs are um, reading therapy dogs. So she takes her little chihuahuas to the library and lets kids read to them to help um, kids, you know, with their reading. And so we do. And Karen has always been very supportive of us in our vegetarian Zen endeavors. And we just wanted to say thank you. So thanks so much, Karen. Thank you, Karen. All right, why don't you go ahead and take the first Twitter shout out too? Okay. The first Twitter is Podcast Movement, and that is at Podcast Movement. And Vicki told me to take this one, I think, because I've actually done now. L- let me backtrack just a second. Podcast Movement is a conference for podcasters that will be going on in Dallas uh, in August of this year. And this is the first year it's being held. Uh, it was organized by a couple of great guys, uh, Dan Franks and Jared Easley, and then a, a couple of others I think are involved as well. Super nice guys. Yes, amazing. And I have actually helped them out with a couple of webinars, being a, a guest host on a couple of webinars that they've been doing, and I had a blast. It was so much fun. So they've been um, really involved with us now, and I can't wait to meet them all in Dallas in August, and we just wanted to give them a shout out. You know what, let's do another shout out to the person you interviewed as well, because I'm totally digging his podcast. And that is Jeff Brown, right over at read to lead. Awesome, awesome podcast. I am an avid reader. I read a lot. And I, I am always got something plugged into my earphones as well that I'm I'm learning or reading or whatever. So shout out to Jeff Brown as well, because mm-hmm. I'm, I really love his uh his podcast. Right. And now you can find him on Twitter at, uh, at the Jeff Brown. 
his website is readtolead.com, and his podcast is called Read to Lead. Cool. Now, why don't you just go? You're on such a roll. Why don't no, you just take the, the last shout out, too? All right. Although, you're the one who made the first connection with her. Um, her name is Tracy Antonovich, and she is at the underscore kitchen girl. Now, yeah. and she's a food blogger, right. photographer, and also a content creator living what she says, the curious life. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and now you actually came in contact with her when I was guest hosting on the webinar. You were in the chat room portion of that and talking to some people there and she was in the chat room. That's right. So we'll actually, she'll be at Podcast Movement as well. And so we'll actually get to meet her. So thanks, Tracy. And now uh, we've been um, kind of interacting a lot on Twitter ever since then. And uh, so thanks, Tracy, for all of your support. I know you've started listening to our podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, but thanks again. Yes. And I checked out your website and I am enjoying that as well. And she also has a Pinterest board. Ah, which we I started need to link. following. We'll link to everything. Okay. All right. So now on to the main topic. Okay. Now, as we mentioned in the introduction, you should always check with your doctor to make sure that anything, any changes to your diet, anything you're incorporating into your diet makes sense for you because your doctor knows you best. But, you know, I'm always one too. You should question things. So Mm -hmm. you always want, if your doctor says, no, soy is absolutely bad for you or whatever, ask some questions. I used to really think, and of course, this is nothing against doctors because they're people too, but that they know everything. You know, when you grow up, you're just taught that's that's there they know everything but as you grow up you realize that you have a right to ask some questions and to educate yourself about some of this stuff so just make sure you're you're being smart about it and that you're um looking at different resources to help you make the right the best decision for you right and that kind of goes hand in hand with this is that um there are always going to be differing opinions out there and so you kind of really need to pay attention to what you're looking at um, and weigh both sides of any issue now, especially one that has to do with your health, with uh, what you're putting into your body. Um, now, as we've seen in the past, certain things like the dairy industry or the meat industry will, you know, put forth certain claims that may or may not actually be true, but they're beneficial for their business. Yes, they will sponsor certain air quote studies right. to prove their case. Now, that's not to say they're all that way. Mm-hmm. They, they, they necessarily all have some hidden agenda, but it's really important to understand that there's a lot of that out there. Right. So just read, educate yourself and weigh, you know, weigh what you read for yourself. Yeah. In our research for this, there were a couple, Larissa and I both commented <laughs> that, that were so obviously trying to push meat on you. It wasn't even talking about the the issues or concerns with soy. It was more talking about, I mean, it's really going deep into some of it and then really just trying to promote meat. Right. So hmm. say, why do you even need to eat soy hmm. anyway when there's meat out there? Flag. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's get right into this then. So what is soy? Okay. Soy is a subtropical member of the pea family native to Southeastern Asia. Now these things are part of the legume family and they are one to five t- feet tall and form clusters of three to five pods, each containing about two or four beans per pod. That's a lot of numbers. That is. <laughs> That's a lot of beans. that back. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's going to be a quiz yeah, on this at the end. Exactly. All right. So now soy has been a dietary staple in Asian countries for at least 5,000 years. And then somewhere around 3,000 years ago, give or take maybe a few hundred or years, <laughs> uh, the... People who were eating soy 
developed fermentation techniques that allowed the soy to be prepared in more easily digestible forms, such as tempeh, miso, uh, tamari. I love tamari. I like tamari better than traditional soy sauce. I don't know about you, but... Have I had tamari? Yeah, I use it all the time. You just don't know it. (laughs) I guess I've had tamari. So you like it. Okay, I like it. Um, And then uh, second century China tofu was invented, or, well, I say invented, but formulated, discovered, uh, created. Created, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And then it was introduced to Europe in the 1700s and to the United States in about the 1800s. Okay. Now, since World War II is when large-scale production of soy actually uh, began in the United States. So bringing up to current day, the Midwestern uh, states produce approximately half of the world's supply of soybeans. All right. So let's go ahead and get into some of the concerns. Let's start with those. Okay. All right. So first of all, one of the biggest concerns out there with soy is that 90% of soybeans grown in the United States are genetically modified. I've heard that from several sources. Yikes. Yeah, that's so we talked about GMOs in a previous podcast. And this is a concern with us. We've talked about that as well. Uh, Also, that soybean crops are heavily sprayed with chemical herbicides. And, um, you know, those herbicides can be carcinogenic. Right. Right. And I mean, just even if they don't cause cancer, you don't want to be putting chemicals, you don't want to be ingesting chemicals, you know, willingly. So, uh, all right. So even organically grown soybeans naturally contain certain, um, again, air quotes, or what Gloria on um, Modern Family calls bunny quotes. Yeah, bunny quotes. Yeah, the bunny ears. (laughs) Uh, So uh, soybeans naturally contain something called anti-nutrients, and that just sounds really bad, but... <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, but th- these are things like, and we're not going to go into detail about yeah. what all these are, but uh, one of them, one of the main ones are um, phytoestrogens. Yeah. The main thing to remember about the anti-nutrients, why they call them that is because they prevent the absorption absorption of some of the nutrients you need. That's why they call them that. Right. Uh, and now phytonutrients, I mean, phytonutrients, <laughs> phytonutrients are uh, nutrients from plants, but um, phyto, they are. Okay. <laughs> but phytoestrogen can affect the body in the same way that the female hormone estrogen does. Um, phytoestrogen is just plant estrogen. So uh, this is said, has been said in some studies to negatively affect men who regularly regularly eat soy uh, that can cause problems with their thyroid and even uh, infertility problems. And then some studies have also shown for women a possibility of a rise in the risk of endometrial cancers when, when women eat a lot of these. Okay, traditional fermentation, um, as we mentioned earlier, destroys these anti-nutrients, which will in turn allow your body to enjoy the natural nutritional benefits of soy more, quote unquote, safely. Um, Unfortunately, most Westerners, and that's us, do not consume as much fermented soy, but rather unfermented soy in the forms of soy milk, tofu, TVP, which is um, textured vegetable protein, which is a soy protein, and uh, soy infant formula. Okay, in short, then what some of these studies have shown or claimed is that when soy products are consumed in 
large amounts, they may inhibit thyroid function, may lower mineral absorption in your body. And some people are actually even allergic to soy. All right, so let's move into the benefits. So soy is a protein that includes all the essential amino acids. And we talked a little bit about this when we talked about proteins, uh, protein for vegetarian and vegetarians and vegans. And that, so that's a complete protein. It's a complete protein. Many soy products are high in polyunsaturated fats, which can aid in lowering your bad cholesterol and increasing your good cholesterol. So consuming soy foods, and especially when you're doing that in replacement of meat, Mm -hmm. can be a good thing. So this is what some of the proponents of consuming soy say. Okay, so here's where it can get a little confusing because some of the things cited as concerns can also show up in the benefits. What? (laughs) Yeah, so some of the benefits of soy have been found to be increased weight loss, heart disease risk factors are lowered, reducing menopausal symptoms. Who doesn't doesn't want that? that? Yeah. Uh, arthritis, so it helps with arthritis, improves brain function, exercise performance, and dietary soy may even decrease <laughs> the risk of breast cancer in women and prostate cancer in men. So this can be very confusing. I know it was to me as I was getting some of that research material together. But again, you have to really see where this is coming from because there could be some bias one way or the other when you look through this information. Right. And then just a couple of, a couple of caveats before we move on and talk about some specific soy products. In general, you know, the evidence uh, that's been generated from these studies, the studies themselves have been rather limited uh, on both sides. So you, especially when it comes to heart disease, bone disease, weight loss, cancer, things like that. Yeah. And a lot of the studies have been done on animals too. Right. And not on humans yet. So there's really not a whole lot of support for either side right now. You know, of course, like we said before, everybody has their opinions and everybody, you know, can come at it from a different angle, but just read and take everything into account. Yeah. So here's kind of our take and here's what, you know, you're, again, you're encouraged to do what's best for you. But here's kind of our take. So Larissa and I do include soy products in our diets. Mm -hmm. We don't do a lot of it. I think this podcast enlightened us, though, that we do more than we thought we did. There were a couple of products that we thought, ooh, we shouldn't be eating that much of that because it's a little it's a little bit more it's it was more the processed aspect of it that concerned us. Right? Well, there was one in particular that I didn't realize was had I thought it was soy free, but it's actually not. Yeah. So well, one of the things that I think was a common theme in the articles that we saw that really wasn't disputed very much is that typically the better soy products for you are those that are fermented. And the ones you want to stay away from are the unfermented. So let's give some examples of some good soy products, Larissa. Okay, so good soy product. Now this one is a little... Um maybe debated uh, tofu because tofu is not fermented. The the kind that we see anyway in the grocery stores and in the Asian food stores mostly is not fermented. There is a type of pickled tofu and then there's also one called stinky tofu, which just sounds really disgusting. <laughs> Why um, would you call it are, that? 
gosh. <laughs> because it stinks, from what <laughs> no, I understand. But really? <laughs> um, and it doesn't look very nice either. Yeah. Uh, but now those two are fermented. But the kind that we typically get that are compressed into blocks and packed in water and, you know, in the refrigerated section of the grocery store, that's not fermented. But it's not the worst thing that you can yeah. have. And the other thing, though, it is a processed food. So, mm-hmm. you know, there again. But not as processed as just the soy protein or the soy isolate. Yeah. Um, Edamame. Now, that is a good soy product because it's the whole soybean. One of the things that I read specifically is that you want to stick, you want to try to include products made from whole soybeans as opposed to that soy protein or soy isolate, which is basically the, the... all the the fiber and everything removed and it's just that essential protein so that's what you kind of want to stay away from edamame is the actual soybeans uh and then again we mentioned fermented foods yeah and tempeh is a good one as well Mm -hmm. so that's a good source of soy Mm -hmm. let's talk about some of the bad ones okay so bad anything processed uh now a lot of people are not gonna be happy with this uh but the soy burgers. I'm not happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> because you don't care for the bean burgers. I don't like the bean burgers. I've tried. I really don't either. <laughs> uh, but soy burgers, uh, the soy energy bars, and then the Franken soy products. I like that Franken soy. So these are things like the non-meat hot dogs or um, at my mo- the ones that my mom eats are called tofu pups. Right. Uh, and then uh, lunch meats, uh, cheeses, the soy cheeses. Now, you can get vegan cheeses that are non soy, uh, and you can get other products like this that are non soy. So that's what you want to look for. But here again, it's that, okay, I'm going to eat this though before I eat a real hot dog. Exactly. So, yes, it's lesser of two evils, or I wouldn't <laughs> even say, I wouldn't even call soy evil. I would just say that it's a big step towards health over. A hot dog. Yeah, and and we don't eat these every day. No. I mean, I think you and I typically have these when we have maybe a barbecue and we'll take our own kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I, even though, like I said, I was bummed about soy burgers, I, quite honestly, I don't eat them. Maybe maybe I eat a soy burger once a month. If that. Yeah. Yeah, if that. Uh, and then um, unfermented soy products just in general uh, are less healthy for you. Let's talk about alternatives for non-dairy milk. Okay, so soy milk... Or I should say alternatives for dairy milk, right? Right. Non-dairy alternatives. Right. (laughs) Let's talk about soy milk. Let's just talk about that. All right, so when you're looking at soy milk, fresh is best. Now, fresh soy milk is hard to to find in in most places. Uh, Some of the... um, healthier health stores you can probably find it fresh or some whole food stores not i'm i'm not saying whole foods market in particular because i don't know if they carry fresh soy milk but i would probably think no i didn't see i don't recall seeing any uh but you can also make your own uh the next best then would be soy milk made from whole soybeans and of course as soon as i read that in the article i was reading i stopped went to our refrigerator Looked at our soy milk, and I was happy to see that it was made from organic whole soybeans. Yay. Yay. So yay, H-E-B Organics. <laughs> so. And we don't have that every day. We do have a carton in our refrigerator. And the good thing about it is it lasts for a very long time. It's not. Yeah. It has a pretty good shelf life, so we can keep it there. I probably have maybe two glasses a week. 
Maybe. Yeah, I, I only eat it with cereal. Well, me too. Or if I'm but cooking But that's what something. I mean. It's usually like the equivalent of two cups a week, maybe. Right. Um, now, okay, things to avoid with soy milk. And this is interesting that you mentioned the uh, shelf life. You want to try to stay away from ones with a really long expiration. So really far away. Yeah, that's true. Because that's a clue that there's a lot of preservatives in there. Exactly. Now, the ones that are refrigerated tend to have a less... Um, a shorter expiration than the ones that are in a box on a shelf, right? So choose the refrigerated one over those. And then you also, as we said, you want to stay away from ones that are made from processed soy. So on the ingredients, you would look for soy protein or soy isolate. And then also look for added sugars. And this kind of ties into what we talked about in one of our previous episodes about sugars. Um, lots, lots of times there are hidden sugars and things that we don't think about, and soy milk is no exception. You would look for on the ingredients something like brown rice syrup or evaporated cane juice. Those are sugars, and those are added because soybeans don't naturally contain those. You can also go for other nut milks, and this is something that you like. Yeah, I like almond milk, and we do buy that from the store. Again, we buy that, but it I know it has added things to it, so it would be much better to make our own. That is a spoiler alert for our <laughs> recipe of the week. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can get some almond milk from the store, but again, you want to look, because they'll have some that are like sweetened, mm-hmm. uh, so you want to make sure you're looking out for those added sugars. Right, and we get the unsweetened. We get the unsweetened. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what about other milks? There's coconut milk, which I know you would not try. No, I don't. I would try I it. I just don't like coconut. Yeah, I haven't tried it. Um, what's good about that, it's high in good saturated fats. So that's supposed to be really good for you. And it sounds good to me. I mean, they also have antifungal and antiviral properties. So, Oh, well, you can't go uh, wrong with that, right? Yeah. Okay, so there you have it. We've laid out some concerns from the opponents of consuming soy products. And we've also shared with you some benefits from those that are proponents of consuming soy. It's really up to you to decide, you know, whether you decide to, to put some of this into your diet. I personally like it from time to time. I, we don't consume it every day, but it is a nice switch up. And I do believe there are some health benefits to it, but just like everything else in moderation. And fried tofu is the bomb. It really is <laughs> that we have this little Thai food restaurant down the street that does it really well oh, it's awesome and again yeah. we don't eat it very often no so. like once every two months maybe it's that. less yeah. than that yeah two or three months maybe okay so let's move into our recipe of the week and as i mentioned i gave you a spoiler alert earlier we are going to make our own homemade almond milk we've been wanting to do this since we purchased our vitamix blender we just haven't done it because just like everything else it's so much easier to pick up a carton at the (laughs) store but i've been wanting to do that anyways and test out the really the only thing we do with our blender is smoothies and Mm -hmm. these vitamix blenders are amazing so we need to um explore beyond that i think you've made a soup in the in there i did and i made some bread dough um or quick bread batter and i made pancakes and you know okay so maybe use it more yeah. than than i realized but but there's okay, still the only we made thing ice I made, cream we made ice cream in it before the only thing i made is essentially smoothie i made ice cream on accident <laughs> remember yeah, but it was really good so i, we made put, I know I, I put too much ice or something in it and it came out i was like okay i guess it's ice cream all right grab a spoon okay so this quote that you found this week is just awesome it it, it ties into everything we're talking about here um with the you know 
different perspectives and different sides. So what is it? Yes. And I should tell you, I was really excited when I saw this because I'm going to change my stationery at work to have this at the bottom of my stationery at work. So I just love it. Okay. (laughs) Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything we see is a perspective, not a truth. And that is Marcus Aurelius. I'm reading his meditations book right now. So uh, this is really cool because I think this just goes back to the point that we were trying to make earlier is everybody's got a perspective. Everybody's got an opinion and it's really, you really just need to educate yourself through podcasts, through books and you know, however you get your information. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that does it for this episode today. If you find value in our podcast, we would greatly appreciate you heading out to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating. As you guys know, we have started to incorporate reading those ratings on our web, on our podcast. So Uh, If you leave us a rating, we'll read it out loud. You'll be famous. You'll be famous. (laughs) Uh, And additionally, head out to, I'm I'm trying to plug our Pinterest board a little bit more because we really do have a lot of recipes out there. And I've been making a lot of connections with folks and seeing their boards and tying some of their stuff back to our boards. And so we've been sharing some of those on our Facebook page, but head out to Pinterest because there's a lot of recipes out there that can help you on those for those meatless Mondays or maybe just for quick lunches throughout the week. Right. And on our website, we've got uh, in our um, follow buttons up at the top of the page, there's a Pinterest follow button, or you can just go out to Pinterest and um, just search for Vegetarian Zen. Okay. And you will find all of the resources for this podcast on our website at VegetarianZen.com. You'll find a link with some of the websites we referenced in our shout outs, and then also uh, to the resources that we use to pull together some of this. So again, you can kind of look through those yourself and make a decision for yourself. All right. I think that does it for this episode. Great. On to the next. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.